0: the internet we're at the local studio here in miami i'm still dave rubin it's still the rubin report and it's not a great day for america but i do have a fantastic guest with me for this bonus show we did our live show this morning we haven't done two live shows in the same day in a couple of years but sort of seemed like today was the day to do it and sitting next to me as a fox news contributor and host of the truth with lisa booth on iheart radio and most importantly, my friend.
1: Hi, Dave. I know we've been trying to do this, but yeah. it has to be like one of the most depressing days.
0: <laughs> well, the buddy. And I'll just
1: come on when there's a world war when that gets started. We'll do that day as well. Oh, well, you we know? can pre book yeah. that
0: because I'm pretty sure World War three starts sometime in July. um But the timing of this is sort of bizarre because we've wanted to sit down with you forever. There were a couple of logistical things we couldn't work out. So we've had this booked for a while. And we were going to pre-tape it and then release it next week. And then I was like, this morning, I was like, we we have to go live because uh, Lisa Booth. People can say a lot of things about Lisa Booth. They can't say she isn't outspoken. Thank you. So well, I, I was. I like, didn't know where this was going. <laughs> <even. laughs> like,
1: like, people can say a lot of things. Yeah. What do they say? Um, hey, I, I, I so we we're going to do.
0: I was going to do a proper interview <laughs> with you, like the Lisa Booth story and all of the stuff, and what, and because you're also a new Floridian transplant, all that stuff. So we're going to do that. Another time, most of my audience knows you already. Fox News, they see you on all this stuff. Do you wanna just say anything about yourself and then we're just gonna talk Trump? Do you have anything else for someone that's never seen you before that is going, my God, Lisa Booth, who is this woman?
1: Check out my podcast, The Truth with Lisa Booth. I'll get a plug in there. And <laughs> no, I, I really tried it. Look, I, I think we're sort of living in an age of cowardice where a lot of people are afraid to speak the truth. They're afraid to say what they really should be saying because Look, we live in this social media, you know, culture where basically like this mob mentality and people try to beat you down and get you to to submit to the will of, you know, the broader narrative and the group thing. So I I try to kind of get to the bottom of stuff on my podcast and have some conversations that maybe you don't see you know, that many other places.
0: And you live it. You don't just say it because you were very proudly unvaxxed. We are both unvaxxed. Yeah, we were both thankfully. burned at the Every, Actually, everyone in this room is unvaxxed. That's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's cost you gigs and jobs and and kept you out of studios and, and a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, you do walk the walk, too, is what I'm trying to say here.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there was a period where we couldn't go out to dinner in New York yeah. City, right? It, we were crucified for, for not wanting to get vaccinated. And, and that's really, you know, kind of makes you understand where we are today in this day and age where, you know, with Trump getting indicted, I mean, even to then you looked at the Rasmussen polling, almost half of Democrats wanted to put people like us in government camps. Give them a chance. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, not, chance. it's <laughs> not too late, Dave, but right. but like we probably, you know, who knows what we could have continued in the direction of China if it hadn't have been for Omicron and essentially everyone getting deprogrammed because you had all these people who thought somehow they were never going to get COVID, who ended up with COVID. And then they're like, oh, it's not, doesn't make you a bad person if you get COVID, like let's move on, you know, right. but who that, knows what would have happened
0: otherwise. Right. Wow, that's very white pill of you that they, that, uh, you know, things got better because, you know, they, they are going to bring it back when. When they need to, but speaking, I don't know if it'll be COVID, but it'll be like climate or you know,
1: guy. I mean, who knows? They could create anything, right?
0: Speaking of crucifixions, though, um, with Easter and Passover right here, let's just throw to the video. So if you haven't seen it, just in the last half hour or so, uh, this is Donald Trump entering the courthouse. Uh, This is about twenty seconds or so. There he is walking in. They didn't. You see the way they didn't hold the door for him, like the guy intentionally let it. Swing on him. That was the face the entire time. There is the picture. He pled not guilty. Um, so we have a, we have That's a text. That's just rude. You should yeah. always open the door for people. So Well, just hold the door it's, for the guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he is the former president, even if you don't like him. But That's okay. With some respect. Fine. G- give me your just sort of general take on this, and then we'll dive into some of the specifics.
1: I mean, I honestly find it terrifying, right? I mean, whether you like Trump or you 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 hate him, it's not even really about Trump, it's about the bigger picture, it's about the future of the country. And it, you, you aren't a free country if you don't have the rule of law. And I, I think we're sort of mourning the death of the rule of law, mourning the death of due process, mourning the law, or mourning the death of the equal application of the law with this. Because we know that you've got someone like Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, he downgraded 50 per, 52% of felony cases to misdemeanors. And now he's trying to elevate maybe a misdemeanor to a, a felony. And meanwhile, I mean, you know how dangerous New York City is yep. right now. David, I left New York, you left California for, for a lot of the reasons, crime, all these other things that were going on in, in, in these places. And so he's fine with people getting shot in the street. I mean, there's literally executions happening in, in the streets of in, in New York. But it, this is what gets his attention?
0: You know, it's funny because every time I go back to New York to do usually something on Fox, or Gutfeld or whatever it might be, we, we've been there together at similar times. And last week, last, what was it, maybe three weeks ago, we had yeah. dinner in New York and we were both like, man, this city is done. And it has something to do with the DA, who is, no pun intended, trumping up the charges. So taking what technically would be misdemeanors, making them into felonies. I mean, this guy, oh, and by the way, he is Soros-funded. He is Soros funded. It's not anti-Semitic to say that Soros gave a million dollars to the PAC that helped get this guy in office. Like that's just a fact.
1: What's well, also just depressing, I mean, I mean, think about like how hard life is for so many Americans right now. You know, you, you can't put food on your table, you can't pay your bills, everything costs more with inflation, and it's intentional by the Biden administration, right? Increased spending, also uh, you know, trying to, to not allow things like uh, you know, drilling and for us to be able to be energy independent here in America, driving up costs. In almost every aspect, so people are feeling the pain of the economy, uh, and then you've got you know the the concerns about you know Biden trying to instigate a world war as well. You're not safe in your streets, particularly if you live in liberal cities like New York, and, and so th- I think this is almost a slap in the face to so many Americans who are saying we've got real problems, right? Like life is not great for so many Americans. There's there's a heaviness with everything going on in the country. But then this is what gets the left's attention. This is what they're focused on right now. It's not about making the lives of of Americans better. It's about trying to go after Donald Trump to try to get this trophy, which is the way they view him, and to put it on the mantle of, you know, Alvin Bragg ran on this. And this is what he said in the the Democrat primary. He ran on, I'm going to be the guy who gets Donald Trump.
0: And by the way, he's not the only one. Remember when Rashida Tlaib in Michigan, the night she got uh, voted in, she said, I'm here to impeach Trump. I mean, these people have been doing this for a long time. But could it be, do you think it's possible like they got him now? Like this is different. This is different than impeachment one, impeachment two, raid at Mar-a-Lago, all of the stuff. Like this feels different. I mean, he actually just pled not guilty. He was in a courthouse. They dragged him to another state whether it's a complete farce or not, it does feel different.
1: I, I think what concerns me with that is that this isn't it, right? He's facing that investigation out of Georgia, he's facing federal investigations as, as well, and these are criminal investigations that he's facing. So, so yeah, you know, bigger than impeachment, bigger than these things where, you know, he's not facing a, a criminal investigation with that, but he, he is facing in Georgia, obviously New York City, we're talking about it right now, Uh, And then also federal as well. And so I I think that's my concern is that, look, these investigations have weight and they've already made it known. You mentioned Rashida Tlaib. We know that Alvin Bragg has said that this was his mission. We know that this is the mission of the left. They want to destroy him. Um, So I I don't know. That's a lot of incoming fire that he's taking and, and real incoming fire as well.
0: Are you over the intentions with these people? That's sort of what you implied a second ago. That that it's not good intentions. Like these people are telling you what their intentions are and they're going ahead to it. Meaning that they're not they're not just sort of like in over their head and get, get into these messes, but they're here to actually jail former presidents and scare the hell out of the rest of us and tank the economy and and pretty much everything else.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they went after uh, Mark Hoke, uh, the pro-life Catholic. uh, He went and was basically just trying to get a woman to to change her mind, women to change their minds to not get abortions. They arrested him in front of his seven children. Uh, Thankfully, he ended up, you know, not the uh, grand jury in Pennsylvania decided not to to move forward for him, so he's gonna be okay. But you look what they've done to the January 6th protesters Mm -hmm. as well. Even during COVID, I mean, half of Democrats Wanted to put us in a government facility for not getting vaccinated, right? So of course this is the mindset of today's left. Or, or even look at the fact that after the the um, murders in Nashville at that Christian school, innocent babies, right, at the at the hands of a you know domestic terrorist, a transgender individual. What did Biden do? This is the, this day, is the day of you, of you know trends, yeah, trends,
0: whatever, yeah
1: yeah. And they blamed it on Christians, and they tried to elevate the the murderer, right? So, yeah, I think that there's a sickness on the left, and this isn't just a one-off in New York City. This is sort of the sweeping mentality of today's left. They're militant.
0: Have you seen anyone on the left or any of the few remaining sane liberals, and it's always fewer and fewer as the days go by, stand up? for Trump right now, because we were looking this morning, I really, because to me, it doesn't even matter if he did something potentially illegal here. The idea that you're gonna go after former presidents, we end up in an autocracy over, like it's begun in a certain way. Once you say, okay, we're gonna arrest former presidents, especially on technicalities from years ago that have nothing to do with government corruption or what he did in office, having to do with a personal thing that he did before he was president, once you start doing that, you're basically saying to everyone who would dare be president, we'll arrest you too, so you may not want to give up power. Like, that's how this happens.
1: Well, and I think that's sort of the intent, right? I mean, they don't want, they want people to be scared from running for office. They don't want us to have good candidates. And that's even just saying that, I mean, you look at what the FBI did in 2020, you look at big tech coming in and not disallowing the sharing of the Hunter Biden story. So we already know that, you know, Republicans are fighting with our our hands, you know, at least one hand held behind our back in an election. Uh, But, you know, even beyond that, yeah, I think they're trying to scare off conservatives from running for office. Like, look, we did this to Trump. We'll do this to you as well. And honestly, it's probably working. I mean, don't you think there are a lot of people who, you know, maybe uh, a decade ago would say, "I'm going to run for office. I want to make a difference in this country." And then I think there's some people saying, "Can I even make a difference? Will it even make a difference?" Well, and then also, my God, do I want to have
0: to deal with this? It's interesting because on the show this morning, I was talking about how to get into politics in the first place. It's so can I drink messy. This as we're talking? It's so corrupt. Well, so it you is, know, it's mine. It is whiskey. Lipstick. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> That's someone else's <laughs> lipstick. Could we? Could we?
1: Um, <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> we need it today. Whiskey can be Damn, arranged. Get the, let's get
0: the. <laughs> we'll all do ke- the teal that's how you know we know each other. Like,
1: We need it today. It's like, um, I know. I was like, of all days, I'm going on with you. And it's yeah. like, I just want to sit in the corner and drink tequila and be depressed. But we can get a
0: drink after this. Let's do it. Yeah. I think we're going um, to But I was saying on the show today how it's like politics already is messy. And they will come for you and they will come for your family. And in some ways, Trump... Shifted that when he first ran because it was like he wasn't hiding that he wasn't this perfect human that he didn't have these relationships You know, he brought out remember the debate when he brought out all of the women that bill clinton in essence raped or was accused of Raping all that stuff, but now it's like they escalated that now It's like we're not just gonna go into your past and find out what's what skeletons are in your closet We will post presidency arrest you like that's a again. That's just a big escalation
1: Well, it it is, but we've kind of seen it coming a little bit, too. I mean, even remember what they did to Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah. Right? I mean, you take a guy who, like, is such a nerd that he kept his, like, high school calendars. Yeah. Yeah, Like, who does Right? (laughs) Like, who? who, I didn't even keep a calendar in high school. Like, it's like he's just such a nerd. And
0: they turned him into the serial rapist.
1: Yeah, like, father of two. And then Christine Ford's attorney comes out later saying that basically she was driven by, you know, abortion on this. We know that her testimony and her allegations don't check out factually. There were a lot of issues with it factually. You know, she had talked about some therapist notes. We don't even know if they've existed. No one's even seen them, right? Um, so, And then she lied about her fear of flying. She had a former ex-boyfriend come out basically saying she's crazy. She's a liar. You know, sign that under oath, right? So but they were willing to do that. And there are Democrats that knew that it was bogus, right? And like, I mean, even what she was, I mean, anyways, the whole thing was garbage. But they were willing to slander this man Destroy his life, destroy his livelihood in front of his wife and kids for politics.
0: Do you think that's what this is really about in a weird way? It's like they've gotten away with so many lies about all of these people and Jesse Smollett and this. You know, I always go through the list on the show. So I mean, there is like a big. A we don't have. Do we have time for that? We, we don't. Very fine people. They, they've <laughs> like, lied about so many it's things. Like Hillary
1: like, Clinton's reasons for why she didn't win. It's like it's endless, you she, know? Yeah. She's
0: an illegitimate president. But because they've like lied about everything for so long and gotten away <laughs> with all of it, I think in some ways it's just like for. The machine and these machine people it's just like well let's just lie again let's just do whatever we can because nobody ever stops us or pays the price so i think
1: my biggest concern is that you know how after biden and i don't i don't believe it was the withdrawal from afghanistan i don't necessarily disagree with that it was the manner in which he did it and the botched withdrawal and the fact he got 13 service members killed and just the chaos and leaving all those weapons behind to the Taliban sort of the embarrassing nature of it. You had all these bad actors whether it's Putin, whether it's Kim Jong Un, whether it's President Xi all saying, "Oh, okay, now's the time, right? If I'm going to take Taiwan, if I'm going to try to, you know, move forward with my nuclear ambitions, if you're Iran, like now's the time to do it under this guy because Joe Biden showed his cards. And I think we as Americans showed our cards during COVID. Right? I mean, how many people just rolled over? Yeah. Right. They they said, go out and get a, Yeah. Go out and get a vaccine that might not be safe, that you might not even need for a virus. that isn't a threat to your life when you're still going to spread it to other people. But you better go get it. And you're going to get a vaccine passport. Log it in on your phone. We're going to track you. You know, and then people just rolled over and they said, okay, sure. So if you're Gavin Newsom, if you're, you're Joe Biden, if you're any of these bad actors, you know, they're saying, oh, I can do whatever I want to these people.
0: I think we just got the first All photo right. of Trump sitting before the judge. Did it just come out? I think we got it right there that's that's trump in in trump form with the uh, the lawyers around him. I mean, isn't a portion of this also just the the deal that seems to have been made and held between Trump <laughs> and the media in some ways? like if you think about it, trump, I think it was in September announced he was running for president again. Then we had like two or three months of not much from Trump. There really wasn't much. It was sort of like, oh, did this thing run out of steam? And now it feels like they just sh- they just threw him the life raft. Like they do need him because they want clicks and views. And he is better than anyone for that. So it's like that feels like a very, very dangerous combo to me.
1: Well, I also believe that, I mean, the Trump derangement syndrome is real, right? Like we always talk about it sort of in a joking manner, but it's real. I mean, the level of hatred for this guy, I mean, no. that's, that is that is a real thing, right? Like people, you, you could tell, you could just give someone blatant facts and they've already made up their mind Doesn't about this matter. guy. Doesn't yeah, matter. they either love him or or they hate him. And so I believe that, you know, you've got the vast majority of the media really hates this guy. You've got Democrat politicians really hate this guy. And I, I truly believe that they want to see him in jail. I mean, how excited is MSNBC today or or CNN?
0: Well, they know they're going to get views also. So it's double, right? It's like, oh, we could jail him, which is great. We're jailing Hitler. We're such good guys. And it's also like, oh, and people are actually going to tune in when generally people have been tuning out of this nonsense.
1: But I think they also just want it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I think they just genuinely hate this guy and they actually want to see him in prison. And I think we've reached a point in politics, maybe perhaps because of social media or or whatever it is, where like you've sort of this like social contagion, where you know everyone's just like feeding off, and it's like this feeding frenzy, right? With this mentality that we have as as a country, but you know we sort of there's been like this dehumanization Mm -hmm. of people, you know, like this othering of people. And we saw Joe Biden, uh, you know, go along with it when he stood in Philadelphia to labeling 75 million. Americans who supported Trump as essentially domestic terrorists, right? And we see it in the media as well with MSNBC and CNN, the way they talk, right? It's like, they don't, I don't even think they view Trump as a human being. Yeah. Right? Like, they've dehumanized him to such a degree that, like, I I don't even think they view him as a human life.
0: What should we be doing right now? Like, for the average person that's watching this. Well, I said tequila, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we will do after. I don't know. Do where the it is <laughs> do, there's a liquor store around here now? We're gonna see what we can do. But <laughs> but like for the average person that's watching this, I think I think part of the reason the machine always wins is the average person is kind of doing what you mentioned before. Like they have to have a job and they wanna live their life and they wanna watch TV and not worry about everything all the time. So the machine just kind of moves on everybody all the time because they know that people will just allow their freedoms to disappear, they'll allow the symbols. Did you see, uh, Glenn Beck was on uh, Tucker last night, and one he's of the things he brought awesome. up, yeah, well he brought up yeah. something that I thought was really great, he said, he said Trump is no longer a man in a way, he's a symbol, and I think that's right. It's sort of like Christopher Nolan's Batman thing. Like It's like Trump now represents this thing, and either are we going to fight for it or against it, and clearly a certain amount of people just won't care what the truth is.
1: Well, I also think that, you know, everything's so bad, right? We we talked a little bit about that earlier with just the economy, just, you know, COVID I think was really harmful on so many, I mean, we saw it with increased depression, increased suicides, overdoses, people dying from overdoses. So we saw it in terms of numbers and just, you know, a matter of fact. But I I think just with every, right, it really just, it it just led to the heaviness in in the nation. And so, you know, I, I think, And then you add on us all this other stuff to it. So I think people are somewhat intentionally just kind of turning off the TV, putting their head down, trying to get through the day, spend time with their family, because it's almost too much. You know, if you're really, I mean, we're in this, right? We have to be in this. And even for us in the media, sometimes when I'm not, yeah, Yeah. sometimes when I'm not doing TV or I'm not working, I turn it off, I go for a walk, I get outside, I spend time with my dog, I try to see my friends, talk to my family, because if you're just in it, 24-7, and and you're just paying attention, it's too heavy. Like, it really is all just too much. And then you add on, like, personal stuff that, you know, so many Americans are going through just in their own lives. So I I think to some degree, maybe people aren't seeing everything as they should because it's just too much if you really paid attention to it. Do you think
0: in some ways Trump brought a little bit of this on himself by being so combative with everybody for so long and, and, you know... Getting rid of so many people and making so many people enemies, and even in the last you know month or so, I've been very critical of Trump. Trump, who I liked, I like, and I voted for, and I might vote for again. I'm more inclined to vote for him now than I was probably a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but all of the crazy stuff with DeSantis, that he's turned so many people against him, that he was in some ways bringing this upon himself. It's not an excuse for it, but just at some level. I mean,
1: I, I think there's. Sometimes there can be truth in a bunch of different things, right? Like, sure, do I believe that Trump has brought some stuff upon himself, you know, on tweets and just, or even, you know, going after Alvin Bragg personally? I mean, I would have to assume that if you're Alvin Bragg, that only feeds the beast, feeds the fire, right? The picture
0: so, with the baseball bat yeah, so like, talking about death and destruction on the streets of New York City if they indict him, like, these these things where it's like...
1: Yeah, but th- but then I also believe that probably the bigger driver of it was the fact that you had a guy that wasn't easily controllable, right? And I think what we've seen in Washington, D.C., that's really sad, is it's not just Democrats who are the problem, it's also a lot of Republicans mm-hmm. as well, right? This, you know, people talk about a uniparty or whatever you want to call it, right? It's the government bureaucracy that's really working against the American people, and they're serving their own interests, they're not serving ours. And and so I, I think you got a guy in Trump that really wasn't able to be controlled, You know, he was really fueled by the people. And I believe he ran for office in 2016 for the right reasons. I do believe that he's a patriot. I do believe he loves this country. I do believe that he thought he was the guy to change it. And he couldn't be bought. you know, he'd be on stage being like, yeah, I gave to Nancy Pelosi (laughs) because I could buy her. Like, you know, and everyone's like, all right, yeah, makes sense. You know, like, so I think you had a guy with him that couldn't be controlled. And and what we've seen during COVID, what we've seen even with this trans stuff, they just want you to shut up, submit and bend to the will of the party. Right? whether it's Democrats or Republicans, sort of this collective beast that we're facing in government. And if you don't bend the knee, then they try to destroy you like they did even with us during COVID, right? You can't go here, you can't do this. We're gonna make your life miserable. miserable. And then some people on you know, CNN, like that former Planned Parenthood lady uh, saying that, oh, she didn't want us to be able to go to grocery stores mm-hmm. or even be able to do little things in life. They almost try to stop us from being able to fly, right? And it's because we didn't bend the knee. And so I think Trump didn't bend the knee, so I think that's the bigger issue. But, you know, sure, has he done things that have... Could he made his life a little easier in certain arenas? Right. Uh,
0: of course. Do you sometimes think we're just like in the show-must-go-on version of democracy at this point, that nothing kind of works the way it's supposed to work? So we sort of need these hysterical moments every few months. We need, like, COVID craziness to keep everyone glued to something, to just keep the machine going. We need a Trump indictment to keep... Because, to your point... The economy not good. We're in this war that we're half not in, or we're in, or we're, yeah, like, we're at least funding. Or do we even know what the truth is? Nobody even, or, or why are we there? Yeah, or the yeah. fact that the president the has dementia? Going? Like yeah. the list goes on and on. I mean, like these things. Where's that we, the tequila, Dave? Yeah. Where's the tequila, people? <laughs> <My> um, <God. laughs> I normally don't. What does te- someone have to do? <laughs> I normally don't think tequila shows. after it's five I'm just o'clock it. I don't know why. It's just like it's a depressing I, day. I'm Sorry. All right, we will get tequila after. be okay. But do you do you think that sometimes? I do think that a lot that in some ways it's like we're just in the show must go on. The thing has to, the crazy has to keep going because it's the only thing that unites us actually. Whether, whether you're on one side or to the other, it's just like the craziness is the driver now as opposed to, hey, live and let live. Let's get out of the way. Everyone calm down. Well,
1: it's like, yeah, I mean, you really, like, what really unites us anymore? Yeah. Right? I mean, you've got h- half of the country who reveres the flag, another half that wants to burn it. You know what I mean? Like, where do you find camaraderie and, and unity in, in that scenario. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I think the the biggest hope or, you know, the the only path forward really is someone who can get in office if we hopefully can get someone into office, which, you know, I, they're probably gonna do everything they can to prevent that from happening. Yep. But if we can, um, is someone who really wants to decentralize government. I mean, that is the biggest reason why we're here is just the increased centralization of everything, of government, over you know throughout the entirety of, of America, right? The whole point was supposed to be we're supposed to be decentralized, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you've had the the you know increased centralization of the federal government, and then not only that, but the increased centralization of big business. I mean, during COVID, what happened? So many small businesses decimated. Well, small businesses are more decentralized, right? So you have the big grow more powerful during COVID, and now. With a lot of, you know, with banks going under, it's the big banks getting more powerful. And the more big we have, the less. Too big to
0: fail, and then we make them bigger. Yeah,
1: the the more big everything is, whether it's big business, big government, you know, big tech, whatever it is, the less power we, the people, have. And so I I really believe that the only path forward, if we want to salvage this republic, if it's even salvageable at this point, is someone who truly, with every fiber in their being, is willing to risk it all to decentralize everything. And just to go in and to try to gut government from the inside as much as you possibly can. And that's the path forward. What do you
0: think about this theory? I'm going to float one for
1: you. That I I got last (laughs) night. So
0: David and I don't talk about politics that often, especially since kids. It's mostly about kids or whatever's going on in life. But we were sitting last Mm -hmm. night talking about the Trump thing. And he said to me something that I actually think is pretty interesting. What if the country's just not ready for sanity yet? Meaning that I think most of us want sanity. What we've seen here in Florida is sanity, and it is great and joyous and wonderful and worthy of celebrating and exporting and all that stuff. But what if, for whatever reason, the country itself, the 350 million people, like we're not ready for sanity? So it's almost like we need more Trump. Before sanity, some something like that. So
1: I, personally, like, we
0: wouldn't even know what to do with sanity as a country.
1: I mean, I think I could. I would think I would like it.
0: <laughs> I, I dig <laughs> yeah. it. Well, we're here in Florida, where it's I, sane. I, That's I so. It's a disconnect. Want, yeah. it's, right. It's a disconnect I could, between. I
1: could get on board with yeah. it, Dave. I'm just saying. Like, I. <laughs> great for ratings. I, I'm on Team Sanity. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, but I, I believe that the right message moving forward is just simple. It's just fixing America. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't I think most Americans, whether they want sanity and whether they're thriving off of the feeding of the beast, whatever it is. I think if you just say, you know what, we should live in a country where you can find baby Tylenol, baby food uh, for your child, baby formula for your child. Use a gas stove. Flights should be able to take off on time. Trains shouldn't be crashing at this rate. Uh, you know, you should be able to pay. You should be able to afford to put gas in your tank and be able to afford your bills. And we're just going to get back to a place where uh, America is running again. Like just, I, I think most Americans just want to know, we don't have to live like this. Right? We, we, we're choosing this path. We mm-hmm. don't have to live impoverished. We don't have to live where you can't own anything. We don't have to live where you have to be in fear of your life walking down the street. Like we can get back to America that runs again.
0: Right. I think that was David's point last night. We're sort of like addicted to the other thing. Because everyone wants that, and if you really sat people down and tried to like really calm everybody down, and let's calm down about Trump, and let's not worry about Biden's dementia, but if you really got everyone to sit there and be like, "What do you want?" It's exactly what you just laid out there. But there's very few models for that. But we do have a model for it here, right? I mean, we really do. I I, I don't know. I, I I I maybe I'm just you know I'm just choosing to believe this. <laughs> <And it's
1: laughs> like, you know, it's just just me believing this, but. I hope, I do believe that things are so bad that Americans really just want life to be simpler and and easier. I do believe that we are at a a place, a juncture, where people want that. And if you like dating too, like when you're younger, you date the guy who's like fun to hang out with and, you know, whatever. And then when you start getting older and you want to have kids, you want to get married or like... I, I Not boring, but like I want someone who's just right, we're stable. Over, uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you know, knows what he's doing. Just, you, you know, what you're going to get. It's, you know, and so I, I think that is maybe where, you know, everything's just been Tell so. Tell us more
0: about dating the other guy. <laughs> I, I know what the people want. Gosh, Dave, on.
1: how much time do we have? <laughs> well, I'm not going to name any names. No, but. no names,
0: no names. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, like 20s dating looks different than, you know, late 30s dating. But, but point being is that I, I do think that, you know, America's had enough of the, like, crazy, you know, I, I think that people want um, some stability and want life to just be normal.
0: I anyway. agree with you. And that's why it's funny because that's why over the last month or so I've been critical of Trump because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have that here in Florida with the guy that you backed twice and all of that stuff. Everyone, you know, all the people that suddenly kind of hate DeSantis. You all loved him two months ago. He was your hero. Now he's your enemy. And I didn't want Trump. I was like, make the case for Trump. For Trump, I was talking to the camera, like, hey, Don, like, make your case. But that's not the case to destroy DeSantis in the process because he's the guy doing that thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't like the attacks on Governor DeSantis. I mean, we both know him. We live here. He's an amazing governor. He's a good person, right? Like, Casey DeSantis is yeah. an amazing person. Like, they love their kids. Like, they are good people. And he has been doing a phenomenal job in the state of Florida. I mean, we're here because of him and because of the environment that he has created here, right? So I don't like the knocks on Governor DeSantis. He's doing an amazing job. He's a phenomenal governor. You know, I, I think my biggest concern with Trump and, and you know, trying to get reelected is that he would have four years versus eight years for, for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I worry that the things that you have to do, particularly with the federal government and really just trying to rein in this beast, I don't know if you can get that done in four years. And, and I think we're also at a point where, again, Republicans are fighting with an arm behind our back. So, you know, if we don't get our shot now to get a, a Republican, you know, when would it happen? I, I really, I, I don't, I don't want to like scare people, Mm -hmm. but I I genuinely feel that we are moving close to an authoritarian nation. I mean, you look at a lot of the things that China did during COVID, I mean, were they that dissimilar than what people were trying to do here?
0: It exported the virus and then it exported the mind virus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I I don't really know. I mean, I think we're we're just moving closer to being an authoritarian nation. I, I don't really know if people love democracy as much as they should, you know, love living in a constitutional republic as much as they should or or maybe they just don't really understand the difference between you know the direction that we're heading and where we could be so um I don't know where I was going. I think no, so, I well, all thought. right. Sorry. I, I, I'll handle it.
0: Don't worry. I'm a professional. You got nothing. <laughs> I, had, I had something for you, Dave. No, no, no. You got nothing <laughs> to worry about. It'll, it'll come back to you by the time I finish <laughs> yeah. this sentence. Well, I was, so I was in D.C. last week. It was going to be
1: awesome. It, no, it's I have just, no doubt. It, like, it was the best thought anyone's look, ever had. You will get it. it yeah, it's it's out. That, it's
0: floating like over here now. So that's, you just go, that's yeah.
1: happened to you before on TV where um, like you are trying yeah. to break in, in a conversation. You've yeah, got this thought and you're like, oh man, I'm going to freaking nail it. And then they go to a commercial break, and you, you like and miss. Like, and then they cut like. And then I've had where someone comes back, to and they're like, "Oh, Lisa, you want to finish that thought?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I have like been on my phone, for, like, time, like texted people. I'm yeah. like, I don't even remember what I was, you know. And then like you just say something." And it's like the lamest, you know, it's the lamest thing ever. But that's ever. the beauty
0: of cable news; it's so yeah. condensed, nobody knows what's going on. You but do you had long like, a, but form. you had a
1: good one, and we then don't you cut lose to co- it. See, you, you yeah. need
0: me to cut to commercial right now. We we don't cut. There's no, I can't cut to anything. You wouldn't even do it for me. I, I mean, I guess we could just step away from the chairs for just a moment. <laughs> How <laughs> awkward! We could, we could put on some elevator. <laughs> How music. awkward would that be? <laughs> that would be pretty awkward.
1: So, um, one of the first interviews I did when I was working on a campaign, or it wasn't my first. I had done a couple at this point, but. Um, I thought the interview was over, so I started like awkwardly walking backwards because I was trying to get out of the camera shot, and Uh I didn't realize we were still live. (laughs) So I'm just on camera being like, do, 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 like, just.
0: Wait, real quick, and then we'll get back to this. As long as we're doing first TV things, one of my first TV things ever, I was doing Republican National Convention coverage when Mitt Romney was going to be the nominee, you know, whatever year that was, 2012, I guess and uh, i was supposed to do it was larry king was anchoring this thing at aura tv it was just he had just left cnn they had this big studio audience and the air conditioning broke it was hot as hell in that room Ugh, they put like me in a ton of just makeup not a good it look. Was, yeah, yeah so wait so they put me in a ton of makeup and they had me waiting behind this thick thick ass curtain so it was, I mean, I was freaking melting. I could feel my face melting off. I walk out there. I had to write some stand-up during the convention. So like five minutes before I'm yeah. working out in front of me, I'm dripping. My face is falling apart. It's all over my shirt, everything. Sounds Larry cute. Larry looks at me. He goes, live on air, he yeah. goes, and we didn't know each other at the time. We, we then became friends after. He goes, he goes, Dave. You're sweating more than Albert Brooks in broadcast news. And I was like,
1: "You're like now I'm really nervous." That's pretty good. All I right, wasn't we, nervous enough yet. We're, getting, we're getting
0: some uh, some info live here. What does that say? Breaking: The Ninth Circuit just awarded awarded Trump $121,000 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels' order just released. Uh, this is in addition to the roughly 500k she already owes him, and he left the courtroom apparently a few minutes ago. But Trump's making money on this thing now. It's like, what the high hell is going on here?
1: I mean, this is just such a sham. I mean, and we know too. Like, okay, so for either a misdemeanor or a felony, the statute of limitations are right. already so up for, for either, right? Yeah. So I mean, we know. We I think most people. There was even the CNN poll uh, today where I think something like 52% of Americans thought that this was politically motivated, right? It's like they're not even trying to hide it. Like, it's so blatantly obvious that that's what's driving this But thing. do you think
0: that's a feature, not a bug? Meaning they want everybody to to think, boy, it doesn't matter if 52% are against it. It doesn't matter if most people think it's bogus. It doesn't matter if uh, the statute of, limitations, statute of limitations has passed. It's like, we're still going to do it because that's the thing that people fear, right?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I do believe that... Like the curtain has been pulled, right? Yeah. Like There, there was, I, I believe at least, some desire to conceal a lot of this stuff in the past, and then now it's just laid bare, right? Throughout the, the Trump years, right? Like we know our government is weaponized against us. There, there's not even, we know that there is a deep state. Like there's just no desire anymore to, to hide anything. So yeah, to, to your point, does Alvin Bragg care that the statute of limitations are up? Does he care that this case is bogus? No, I mean, he he said I was going to indict Donald Trump when he was running, and that's exactly what he's doing. Now he re- wants that trophy.
0: Now I remembered the question I was going to ask you. Well, maybe you, I'll remember what I When you forgot was your thing say. from before know. that, when I was in D.C. last week and we interviewed, we reached out to like every Republican you could think of. We got yeses from literally everybody except for Mitch McConnell, who was in the hospital. Yeah, you're so a busy I, man. I, I saw give, that. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. was a very packed couple days. The interviews are still coming out. No, res- no well, no, no yeses from uh, Democrats. Rashida Tlaib did say no, but everyone else just ignored our emails. But one thing that I asked... Did you say pretty please? Did we say pretty please in that email? I think there was a pretty please in there. Uh, but Could have been why you did that. But one of the questions that I asked every Republican is to your point. If we can't work with these people anymore, if they've just made their, their positions clear and they're never going to stop and they'll be chopping off our kids' genitals and they'll be teaching racism in school and they'll be arresting political... If they're just going to keep going, and, I, and my suspicion at this point is that they will, then, then what does that separation look like? like? I keep thinking, like man, I lived in Cali for eight years. I loved it for six years. It was high taxes, whatever, but I, there, I did love something about it. I have no desire to go back there anymore. I, I don't feel any camaraderie with it. The governor is a maniac. Los Angeles is a dump. San Francisco is a is a dystopian nightmare. It's like, what, what does connect us anymore? And maybe, it, do you think we really have to be in a way?
1: I, you know what? I don't mind not being connected to other Americans. Like, I'm fine with, I mean, I have to go up to New York for work, but like, if I didn't, I would be fine with like never stepping foot in the state again or not ever going to California again, not having to have conversations with those people, but they won't leave us alone, right? right? So that's the problem, if if we were just allowed to like true federalism, everyone just leave us alone, you know, get off our back, let Florida do Florida, like we would all be in peace. But that's the problem is they won't. Like we would allow, you know, California, but they will not allow us. Florida does not
0: want anything from California. California wants things from Florida. Yeah,
1: like they they just won't leave us be. So I, I don't know, I mean, I really, like what connects me with someone, you know, a liberal in New York City? I, I don't know. Outside of unless I knew them for personal reasons, from you know work or, or family or, or something like that, I right. don't
0: know. So probably is not lining, much. Is the silver lining? You think that they're just exposing themselves so fast in real time right now that that may be that curtain, and we're going to look behind it, and it's going to be this little guy, and not the all-powerful Oz. And then, and that hopefully more and more people do wake up. But then you know, there's all sorts of you know you can vote in California without IDs, et cetera, et cetera.
1: I mean, I, I do believe that there are more Americans than not who view a lot of this stuff as nonsense. Uh, like, you know, for instance, like I think a big issue is the transgender stuff and what yeah. they're trying to do to kids. right? I think it says everything about a country and the way that you treat children. And, you know, we have a... Portion, which I actually do believe is a minority of the population that are encouraging children to change their genders, encouraging their children to mutilate their body. I mean, if I was cutting myself, my friends would say, my God, Lisa, let's talk what's mm-hmm. going on. And we are encouraging this to happen, particularly you know in children who are probably going to regret it one day and probably going to, have hatred for their parents for allowing them to, to go through it. And so,
0: lawsuits against their parents and a whole bunch of other stuff.
1: But I, but I do believe, you know, I, I hope that the majority of Americans look at that and they say, This is wrong. I actually don't believe it. But I, I think people have been so browbeaten. And I really do think social media has a huge role in that, where there's just this mounting peer pressure. Like even executives and corporations and companies I, I you know are basically being held hostage, I believe, by a small group of people who are vocal online on social media. And so I am just hoping that that silent majority, you know, will go out and try to vote and try to make a difference. You know, I, I think people really do need to show up because, again, I think they're going to try everything they can to try to stifle our chances of winning. And, but isn't, it weird, a then, in the White isn't House. it weird,
0: though, that then, you know, we all think a red wave's coming and it's like, man, that was not a red wave. Like, Republicans did get the House. OK, that was great. And by the way, when I was there last week, like the Republicans, I think, are a little different from the uniparty thing. I really do think McCarthy and some of these guys, Jim Jordan and Byron Donalds and now J.D. Vance in the Senate, like they are a different breed. I really do believe they are. And, and that's also what's so disappointing about today, because they're doing some good things there, and they're defunding things and everything else. But now all the attention's back on Trump as opposed to the good things that they're doing, defunding those 87,000 IRS agents, et cetera.
1: But I believe, though, that the 2024 election, because it will be a presidential election, I don't really know if it'll be as much based off of what Congress did as it will be who's the nominee, what their message is, and what they're going to do for the country. So I really think that what will be driving that election is going to be the presidential election. But, you know, sure, it's good to be able to look at things and say, we've done this, we've accomplished you know this, that, and the other, but I, you know I think the driving force of the presidential election will be, you know, the presidential election. And look, I was one of those people with the midterm. I, I thought a big red wave was coming because if you look at uh, just historically, like all the factors were there. I've worked on previous elections. If this had been even twenty sixteen, if this had been you know twenty ten when I was there for the wave election in twenty ten, I think we got sixty three seats in the House. If my memory serves me, my correct. I'm a little tired today, but. um But point being is, so I've been there when waves have happened, and so I I really felt like that was coming. I do believe that the mail-in ballot thing has completely changed the game Mm -hmm. in in the sense of, I mean, even if you look at Pennsylvania, by the time that the Fetterman-Oz debate had happened, you already had, you know, I I can't remember. I
0: think it it was like 30%. Yeah, it was like almost
1: half or or whatever of mail-in ballots had already been submitted at this point. so. You know, the, f-
0: the point is, before the debate, which before was a the debate had happened, disaster for Fetterman, who...
1: I mean, Fetterman said goodnight before the debate started. Like, that's really all you need to know. I mean, it did not go well. You know I mean, we He, said, good- many he times. said goodnight yeah. before it started. I mean, that would yeah. be like me coming on the show and being like, goodnight. You'd yeah. be like, well, <laughs> what are we going to do for the next...
0: <laughs> I guess we're going to do this backwards. <laughs> do okay. we have more clips? Yeah. Like, how are we going to get
1: through this? You know, like, it's not good. But like, when I've worked on campaigns in the past, there were a lot of opportunities to try to change the trajectory of the race. You know, y- you could find opportunities to to try to 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 save it, to try to you know salvage a, a couple points here and there, right? There there were there were moments of momentum that you could capture. Now with mail-in ballots, you can't do that. Yeah, those are few and far between, and probably meaningless at this point because it's not about earning votes; it's about getting ballots. And so we, as Republicans and a party, really need to wise up to that and to follow suit. You know, in the states where you can do ballot harvesting, we need. to I mean, obviously, everyone needs to do it legally. But in the states where it is legal to ballot harvest and do some of these different things, we need to play ball and so is do that, the same thing. Is that
0: also one of the weird things, and I said this right when Trump announced, that one of the weird things about the campaign in general, and I know we're, this doesn't excuse any of the nonsense going on right now, but if Trump honestly believes that the election was stolen, which I believe he believes, and I was at the 2000 Mules premiere, and he gave a big speech, and obviously he's endlessly talked about it. If he really believes that it was stolen, in a weird way, it doesn't make sense to run again unless you've done something about that. And I don't know that he's done exactly what you're calling for there. I, he can't do it. He's not president anymore. You'd need secretary of States in the individual. You need the secretary of state of Pennsylvania to do something about it. But they have no interest in doing it because their guys are winning. I mean, but I, I think even, you know,
1: putting aside like ballots and, and all of that aspect of his concerns with the election, you could even just looking at the the disallowing and the stopping of the Hunter Biden story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Media Matters, there's been all these different pollsters who have done research showing that the dynamics of the election truly would have changed if more Americans had known about the Hunter Biden story and some of these Biden scandals. Yeah. So even with that, you could say that you know it wasn't fair. Right. So I, I do think that there are some validity to his concerns that he's making, even setting aside some of those other arguments. Oh, I'm not. De- looking, I'm not you know. actually not even.
0: Den- I'm but not yeah, denying sure. I'm just saying that you got to do something about it again if you're going to run again. Right. Well,
1: I, I, I think that you need to. And I believe he has said some of this. And, you know, in, in Florida, we allow for early voting and right. we're. You know, you have election integrity here, right? So you we're show tr- our ID. yeah, you it's show so your refreshing. ID, yeah. I mean, yeah. so they're they're making sure that the people are who they say they are, who are going out and voting, and then they pursue cases where it, it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he has said that now. You know, we should be doing. or I do believe that was a big mistake in the 2020 election of not. You know, either. I, I think the first and foremost was legally trying to challenge those things before they they took hold. Uh, you know, challenging it beforehand, right? Mm. You know, challenging it before, you know, as the uh, Secretary of State was trying to to change these things unilaterally or, or what have you, whether it was, a, you know, whoever it was, you know, St- Secretary of State, state legislature, whatever, the governor, you know, going in and proactively trying to pre- preempt some of these things that, you know, took hold that were questionable with, you know, not like Pennsylvania, not looking at matching signatures and things of that nature, trying to get in beforehand and fighting those battles Ahead of time, I think would have been more prudent. Um, but you know, it, once they took hold, you kind of have to play the the game as it's laid out. You know, and, and unfortunately, we're in this era now where it's sort of this new frontier in politics, where we are having to to deal with mail in ballots. I mean, we are, you know, it's sort of appended the political process. But you can't change anything until you win, and we can't win unless we play the game as it's already laid out, and it's it's an unfair game. I hate the game. It's a stupid game. I want to hit like all the, you know, if you're playing Monopoly, I want to
0: just go like (laughs) this to it and, you know, say this sucks, but... Or you could be a Democrat and you just keep printing money. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you just sleep. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, it it is what it is, right? And you kind of have to just
0: deal in reality. So... What do you What do you think is going to happen? Like, if I know, no one wants to be in the prediction game, but you're you're pretty good about this stuff. Like, I, don't, well, I you, like, was you,
1: until yeah. the midterms, and yeah. then because I was really good, I was talking about Macomb County, Michigan, in 2016 ahead of the presidential election. Before I was hearing other people on TV talking about Macomb County, Michigan, talking about Trump's path through the Rust Belt on Fox News head of the 2016 election, even on a uh, special report, I only gave Hillary a slight advantage. And I almost gave them 50-50, but I was talking to people in the green room and they're acting like I was crazy. So it got in my head. I should have just been like stuck to my gut and gave them 50-50 shot. For the um, record, can
0: I pat myself on the back too, just for a little yeah, yeah, prediction? Do it. Well, that's what I we're doing. Was on, I, was on, should on, I pat yours yeah, more yeah, yeah, I, mine, yeah. I was on Joe Rogan, the day <laughs> I think it was the day before the, the 2016 yeah. election. And, and I said, I thought Trump could win. I really I just felt I was like everything so out of whack social media is so nuts so, wait let me just pause for one sec yeah. because they're giving me something right now uh, this is breaking prosecutors asked for a January 2024 trial oh, in New York for Donald Trump the next hearing is set for December 4th 2023 like this is never going that's what I'm saying <sighs> the show must go on they have to keep del- now we have to talk about this till December and then till January middle of the election, will the guy be able to, to travel to campaign? They just want it to go and go and go and go.
1: I mean, it's smart too, right? Because it, it, people aren't going to be, it's the shiny object. Yeah. You know, look over here. Don't look at the fact you can't pay your bills. Don't look at the fact that you might get murdered in this street when right. walking down the There's street. There's a scary orange or you man. you can't go, I know, I, I have friends in D.C. who won't go get gas now. Yeah. Because they're terrified of getting carjacked because the, there are so many carjackings yeah. that are are taking place they're genuinely scared for their life to even just go get gas in in Washington DC uh, so it is a shiny object you know don't pay attention to the things that genuinely impact your life let's all you know pay attention to this witch hunt that is happening in New York City and it is important i believe because we're talking about the rule of law we're talking about precedent setting things There's never before in history has this happened and and ultimately, sadly, what this will probably do is then open the door for DA, liberal DAs across the country to say, now we're going to be weaponizing the law even further against conservatives, conservative candidates, whoever else it may be.
0: What, what do you think of the, you, I keep hearing this on Twitter mostly, but I think there's some legitimacy to it. A lot of conservative type pundits saying, well, now this is what we have to do too, meaning we have to weaponize the DAs, and it's like, all right, we'll all just go to hell together. Like, I get it, I get it. You have to start scaring some Democrats, right? Like, there's many things. Hillary paid for the steel dossier. That's what literally the entire Russia collusion hoax was based on. Uh, bleached the the hard drives, like all of that stuff. There's some criminality in there somewhere. But like, to me, it's just like, all right, so we will all go to hell together. Like, that's, we'll, we, that's where it will perpetually take us. So I've gone
1: back and forth in my mind a lot about this. Um, but I, I keep coming back to the fact that we might all just be going to hell anyways. I mean, I you know. I hope I go to hell, I believe in God, so you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like He's cool, he's cool, <laughs> yeah, <worry>. like, <laughs> You know, dear God, if you're listening, like, yeah. no, like, to, like to go up there, you know, but, uh, but you know, it, we're probably already on that path anyways, and you know, I, I think that we've reached a point where for the left, their God is government, it's power, and the only thing that they respond to is power. And so in some respect, maybe the only thing that they will understand is realizing that then they're going to be vulnerable as well, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, look at the amount of crimes the Biden family has likely committed, you know? So if they're going to be pursuing these types of charges against Trump, then they're opening themselves up to similar vulnerabilities, if not more, because based off of all the investigations against Donald Trump, they're going to get him potentially on maybe not even a misdemeanor, that they're trying to elevate to a felony. He's the most investigated man in America, and this is what they can come up with. And I guarantee if you put these kind of resources yes, exactly. towards Joe Biden, my God,
0: right? what you would be able to find. Or any of the Democrats, and it's usually Democrats, it's Republicans too, but the amount of Democrats that go into office worth next to nothing. Barack Obama was a, was a community organizer and a senator who now has a $12 million house on the, you know, in Martha's Vineyard, right on the water? So he's not too worried about climate change either. It's like, where <laughs> yeah, did all like, that money come yeah, from?
1: Yeah. Also, where did those concerns about, yeah? Yeah. They,
0: or he also has 30 acres there, and for some reason, when they brought those like 12 people from Martha's Vineyard, when Florida shipped them over there. He didn't offer them one acre. You could fit 12 people it That was on also hilarious
1: because it was like peace, was love, like, you know, we love people, like, coexist, like, you know, bring the migrants and then they get there. And no one's like,
0: illegal except if you're in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, letter. and they're like, okay,
1: guys, like, you don't have to go home, but you yeah. can't stay here, you know, like, ship them off in buses and then they're there to hug them and just give them a little tap on the butt and get them going, you know? So that was uh, obviously, you know, DeSantis was brilliant for that because he sort of showed their cards that it's all a farce. They don't really care about migrants and you know they don't really care about people in general. Um, but uh, I know. got
0: I got one more for you, Lisa. Okay, okay go. Then I think we're out of time. Oh wait, we all got right. one, wait we got one more thing. Uh, Trump was temporarily placed in a holding cell between two other inmates being processed for petty theft. I mean it's just it's just a farce and so silly and nonsensical. And someone probably snapped a cell phone picture that we'll see of that. Um, one more for you, and then we'll we'll do this again where we can get to talk will about a whole bunch of other back stuff.
1: Will have back on? Did I pass Guys, the test? Guys, are going to have her back on? What was, what's my Look rate?
0: Wow, all thumbs up at what's once, my, that's rare.
1: I thought I saw one down, then I realized it was up, so I was
0: <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> How do you? That, <laughs> I, know, I was like trying to look in the dark. That's heart. what I want to ask you about, Lisa Booth. You're <laughs> always <going> smiling. <laughs> you're always smiling. You're always laughing. I, I know so many people on cable news that are, you know, they can somehow turn it on for the camera, but they're like miserable people. So many of the pundits, like, you know me. This is basically me. The no, it's like 100%. On, you, it, it's, yeah. you know, but I, I do think when the camera's on, there's like, a, you were just 2% or something like that. Like, I think there's a, there's a,
1: or you're like, like Swedish anchorman I'm like, I don't know what that. to do with my, I was like, right, talking, well, like I always like, feel like that. I'm your like, hands, like, no, they, yeah, like on the show,
0: I'm like, where do i put that i've been do shifting like a here? lot lately yeah, so like, but I? like but you are the same person either way <laughs> and and I think, you know, I think mostly, it's usually conservative Hopefully women. Hopefully positive. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. But conservative <laughs> yeah. women get I hate around. You on TV yeah. and in real life. But aren't you supposed to be angry and, and bitter about all of this and, and upset and all that stuff? No,
1: I mean, of course I could. Like, I have, honestly, I'm not going to lie to the audience at home. It's been, like, sort of a downer the past few days, right? Because you, you, I love this country and it makes me sad what's happening. I don't have kids yet. Like when I do have kids, if I ever get around to it at the rate I'm going, you know, what kind of country am I going to be raising them in? I mean that truly, or if I have grandkids, what kind of, you know, it genuinely worries me. So I have felt it, but I also, you know, look, I love life. I love my family. I have great friends, you know, and so there's so much beauty in life as well. And so I tried to do my best of not letting all the negative negate all the positive and not living your life. Because I mean, how tragic would that be if not only do they put us through all this crap, but then also deprive us of happiness or or joy in our own lives, right? And so it's, you know, I believe that we have to fight these things. That's why we were both so outspoken during the COVID stuff. And I I don't think we should back down or, or be cowards, right? We need to be brave and bold and trying to push back a lot of this stuff, but we also have to live our lives
0: you ever think it's just like too late also like i think that's some babies oh wow we just we just got we just went dark it
1: is off myself no 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 but like i don't know dave i'm a little worried
0: my heart just you can rent one of mine if you want or something um no but like that you've gone you know because i think it's too like i've gone down this yeah fighting for the things i believe in so deeply that like I couldn't turn around now. There, there's just nothing I could do. I, I could never face myself if I didn't continue the fight. You know?
1: No, and it's hard. I mean, like I genuinely think it makes it hard with dating. It makes it hard with your life because it's, you know, look how polarizing politics are today. Look how polarizing COVID was and still is today. So it is challenging when we are so outspoken. And when you know, all someone has to do is Google your name, and all this stuff pops up, right? And then they form an opinion of you. So it make, and I, I think that's in part what the left wants as well, right? They're they're trying to make social pariahs out of people who don't agree with them, who won't submit, who won't just go along with the program. And so, it, you know, I think that part does make life challenging. But I would rather be a social pariah and you know have people who I thought maybe love me turn their backs on me than have to live with being a coward every single day of my life you know what would be I, I don't think i would be able to respect myself look at myself in the mirror or, or take any pride in the way i live my life if i'm a coward
0: lisa i have only one more word for you oh uh-huh. <laughs> starts with a t ends with an a we're gonna go get some right now tequila <laughs> lisa booth ladies and gentlemen all right guys we're back right, guys. at 11 a.m tomorrow see you